Beloved in Jesus Christ our Lord, those near and those far away. This Sunday we celebrate the six ecumenical councils, the first six. And we celebrate the seventh ecumenical council on the first Sunday of Lent, the Sunday of Orthodoxy. But throughout these councils, no new revelation came about. No new revelation. The councils were a means of clarifying who Jesus is, what his mission was about, and our response to that. There was no new revelation outside of Jesus Christ. But one thing, they never, in all the heresies and everything, they never denounced was the power of Jesus. Oh yeah, they may deny where the source of power was, or whether it was human, or whether it was divine, whether it was man, or whether he was not. But they never underestimated his power. And that's our theme for tonight, this morning. The power of God and the devil. The power of God and the devil. When I was a small boy, and I share this personal story, it means nothing about, you know, I'm no mystery, I'm none of those things. I just had this experience, and I'm just sharing it with you. And it's real right now. I can see it as the day it happened. And I know where I was, and in the house that I was at, the room I was in, the window I was looking out of. It was right before I went into kindergarten. So I was young. But it must have made a strong impression on me for me to remember it all these years later. I remember standing on my bed, looking out the window of our little house, and there on the curb was a red Cadillac. White interior, big Cadillac, white interior, with the top down. And leaning up against the car with the arms crossed and legs like this was a man in a white suit, pale skin, dark eyes, short white hair, looking directly at me as if he was waiting for me. And in that little mind of mine, I knew something was wrong about this person. And then it was gone. Throughout the Old Testament, we don't hear much about the devils. We hear about the serpent in the garden. We hear about Satan and Job. But really outside of that, we don't hear too much. But the moment the incarnate word of God steps on earth, it's like all hell breaks loose. And everywhere we turn, there's demons. And Jesus will even tell the people that the prince of this world is the devil. That is, anything that does not belong to God belongs to the prince of this world. What's really striking in all of this is that when he commissioned the twelve apostles, the first thing he gave them 
before the power of healing was the power to expel devils, the very first thing on the list. I give you powers over the, the power over the demons and to expel them. In Mark's gospel, at the end of Mark's gospel, when Jesus, just before he goes to his ascension, he's telling the disciples, this is what marks of what it means to follow me, that you will cast out demons in my name. When the 72 apostles were sent on a mission, when they came back, what were they doing? They were jubilant. And they told Jesus, even the devils were subject to us in your name. St. Peter, when he's having his big conversion uh, conversation with Cornelius in the Acts of the Apostles, doesn't tell of any of the other miracles that Jesus does with the exception of he, passed, he cast out demons. And we find in our gospel today, Jesus casting out demons. The world we're living in is in a spiritual warfare, and it's a powerful one. In the heavenly hosts and the, and the prince of this world, there's two camps. We have those of the heavenly hosts that follow St. Michael and all the heavenly hierarchy that follow with him, and they are bound by love. And in the other camp, we have Satan and all his dominions. And they're bound by the slavery. And we're in a constant warfare over us, over our souls, over our salvation. Jesus has shown us by the, all the actions that he's done how easy it is to be succumbed to them. If we allow the door open for them to enter by our negligence, by our tampering in areas we shouldn't be tampering with. And we see Jesus going through and everywhere he's going, he's casting out these demons. And today we heard in the gospel that once he cast out the demons of this mute boy, the Pharisees committed a great atrocity, a great sin against God, and called him the prince of devils. He cast out demons by the prince of demons. But yet Jesus is a central figure in all of this, and we can see that the moment he comes, the demons have to recognize it and be dealt with. They're instantly made aware of who he is, because they were created all-knowing, unlike you and I, we have to struggle. And Jesus, without an hesitation, casts them out time and time and time and time again. And he gives that power to the apostles, and that was given to the church. Jesus knew that we are going to be in this world and the demons are still going to be prowling around for that's looking for the searching, the destruction of our souls. But he gave us the power to overcome in his name. 
So he gave it to the church. And we see those powers used, like last weekend when we had the baptism, that beautiful little baby. We heard of the exorcism prayers. We hear of the exorcism prayers in the baptismal font, when we bless the water. On Theophany, when we bless the great Jordan water, we hear of great exorcism prayers. Even blessing objects in the prayers that oftentimes mention about dispelling diabolical snares through the use of them, through the use of blessing of olive oil for regular use, even. Every prayer, when it calls upon God, is a, has the power of exorcism in it. Because when you pray and you call upon the power of God, you call upon Christ to be present, He is there and the heavenly kingdom is there with Him. And the devil cannot be around Him. Now I share this with you because I, this past week and even a little bit before that, Oftentimes, you can feel the presence of the devil trying to get you. And maybe some of you have experienced that. It might be in different forms. Suddenly, you've started increasing your prayers, but then you start feeling the passions after a while are starting to run a little wild. You find yourself doing things you thought you had control over, and suddenly you're losing control. Or maybe in my case, it's in your dreams at night, and you've got the wolves trying to attack your neck. Or maybe you have that whiff of sulfur that comes through a room occasionally. Trying to let you know, I'm here. But the Desert Fathers, they all had those experiences as well. St. John Vianney, you can read about him, right? Practically burn him down in the house. But yet with the power of the cross, calling upon Christ, they're gone. And in this world, there seems to be an increase of all these demonic things happening around the world. Well, no kidding. They pulled God out of the equation. They have allowed Him to rule and land in their own nest of their heart. But what do we do? What do we do to keep that man out in that red convertible from bothering us? from bothering others. And this is what requires us to be men and women of prayer. Now maybe if your prayer life isn't so good, you might not be experiencing too much. Your passions might be running a little wild, and that's just the devil's trying to prompt you and fanning the fire. But if you start praying or maybe increase your prayers a little bit more or have a sudden intensity, things are going to increase. You're going to get pushback. But remember in that pushback that the victory has already been won. I am baptized and chrismated into Christ. I receive His body and blood. Can do me no harm. But I can do great harm to Him and His dominion. And so our country, in our world, needs our prayers. Each and every one of us. And as I said, we are protected by our baptism and our chrismation. If you're not completed in your sacraments, you're going to have a real struggle. Because you need them all. That's why our children need to be baptized and chrismated. And they need to be fed on the Holy Eucharist. 
My beloved, the tree is being shaken now. The church is being shaken. The loose leaves are falling off. Only a few are going to remain. And those few that are going to remain are the ones that are clinging through prayer. Because the devil is shaking with all his might to drop us. And it's coming in all different masks, from all different directions. But this is not a time to fear, but a time to rejoice. Because we have an example of time after time after time of our Lord and God expelling demons, showing the power He has over everything else. And so as long as we remain bound to Him, we have nothing to fear personally. As long as we may bound to Him, we have nothing to fear in the world around us. But what we can do is cause the world around us to fear us. I'm speaking of the devil. So we need to increase our prayer. Increase our fasting. So that we are armed for the spiritual battle that we are now in the thick of. And it's going to go on for quite a while. Now if we allow ourselves to get all caught up in a lather and a tizzy, tizzy running around frantically as if the world depended on you, then you need to reflect, is the Holy Spirit really working in me? Or am I working on my own? Am I allowing Satan to fan my fire? Because when we're united to Christ, there should be peace in our heart. We should respond and not react. The devil's going to use all these tools to try to dissuade us. And he's going to try to pit us one against another, even within our own community. It's going to happen. And so we need to have a firm resolve of prayer and fasting and of uniting ourselves to Christ. And in that, we can unite ourselves to one another and be strengthened with one another. Everything we've heard about in all the different kinds of uh, apparitions that, you know, even the ones that, that you, you hear all kinds, all this, this in time that's going to happen, we're in it. It's been going on since Christ descended, but now we are in the really throes of things. So the joy is, the end is not too far away. The heavenly kingdom is just right there. Will I find any faith on earth, Jesus says, when I return? Will he find any faith on earth? The devil's going to try to steal your faith. But we must remain firm and resolved that we're not going to give up our greatest treasure. We're not going to give up our Lord God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we are going to marvel as those people in the gospel did today, of all the things that Christ has done. And we're going to see great things because there's great things happening in the world. Marvelous things that are happening. 
great love and sacrifices have been shown. And we're to be a part of that. We're to bear witness to the power of Christ by our lives, by our prayer. And in doing that, we make great strides in the battle against the devil.